Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for September 23rd of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHits.com. Um, happy spring to you, right? No? Yeah, yeah, but that was like, you know, 24 days ago. No, no, no. It's yesterday was the first day of autumn. For us, that must no. mean spring for you. No, you see, ours is the start of the month. I haven't done any of you this don't... earth science bullshit since 1996, so. I, I'm just saying, for some unknown reason, we do ours at the first of the month. So, <laughs> It's not based like on some... the equinox? God, that's just too technical for us down here. All right, I'm I'm still not sold that I'm wrong, <laughs> based on your answer. No, you you are very you are very right for yourself, but for us, uh, winter is June, July, August, then spring is September, October, November, summer is December, January, February, and then all, uh, autumn is the rest of the three of the year. We don't do it. It's weird. Scientifically, I have not gotten the answer I needed. Oh, I never said I was going to give you any science. This is like the people that say fall is better than summer, but like count September as fall. <laughs> For us. Yeah, it's just... Alright. I see, I see that through my Twitter feed and I never understand that. <laughs> but you've just explained a little bit of it for me because the where you guys switch is different to us. How the fuck are equinoxes not in both hemispheres? All right, well that's something for maybe some maybe I got like uh, some earth science folks out there that can set us straight. Yeah, I've, all I know is that that's what we've always said that our our um, seasons are. It was always one of those things where November, December, well, what was it? December, January, February. I mean, they're the three hottest months that we have of the year down here um although with climate change that is shifting but um it's pretty much it's pretty much how it works well that's what i get for randomly opening a show with a remark on the seasons <laughs> 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 all right it just shows you how much there isn't to talk about the central when you think about it yeah um so we are going to uh preview the central division today uh we previously have done the Pacific and the Atlantic. So we got two more. We're actually on pace here, which is good, considering good our hiatuses that we went on during the summer. So not not too shabby. We're on pace to actually get all the divisions in. So <laughs> we are going to start alphabetically, right? Correct, we've done that with every other one, so we might as well not change for this one. So is, oh, Chicago, alright. Is that the first one? Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. If Corey oh, Crawford damn, alright, there it is, there it is. If Corey Crawford can't play 60 games, and I don't think he can, I can't see them making the playoffs. Usually we're a bit more passive-aggressive with Chicago, you're just coming out and with a big uh, fuck you right I'm out of the gate. I still have an unhealthy dislike for this franchise. I, I don't know what it is about them. I think it's the over-slavish 
praise of, of certain players on this team, I think it just really grinds my gears. Coming from a, a Penguins fan, upon which Crosby gets slavish phrase, phrase thrown upon him unjustly at times, um, is a little bit ironic, I know, but I just do not like this franchise. Well, my distaste really boils down to uh, probably their their best player, who I, you know, if I'm able to compartmentalize and just totally shut my brain off from reality, Patrick Kane is great to watch, but I can't, I can oh, never, en- I can never enjoy his, his incredible skill set. I, I don't have the ability to separate his personal life from his professional one and and part of that is living in western new york and he's a local never boy. hearing a goddamn good thing said about him from anybody that's ever crossed his path aside from the obvious like i'm just like that's out there but on top of that i've never heard a good thing it does make it hard to root for someone when all you hear outside of their skill set is negative stuff. I get that. I fully understand that now. He is living up to his cap hit a lot better than Taves, in my opinion. See, you're exactly right. I wasn't really sure who would and wouldn't. When you, With the stuff you just discussed about Patrick Kane in regards to piece of shit off the ice, ridiculously quality content on the ice... Of the two of them, I'd have thought Kane would have been the one that could have had the fall off because he just would have gone, eh, fuck it. But he's not. His on ice product is fantastic. Nah, he's and naturally taste. gifted. You can't, yeah, you can't fake his ability. Like it's on. No, but you can, you can, you can stop effort, and then you can't get to the puck, and he hasn't done that. Whereas Taves has not stopped efforting, but for some unknown reason. Something's a little bit off. Hopefully that turns around for him because you don't want to see anybody have a cataclysmic off. slide off the Something's planet. off. He's 28. And still a very big. good player. He just I mean, he's not isn't the second worth. coming of Hockey Jesus. <laughs> so now this, that we got our annual get... <laughs> shit on the... <laughs> Jonathan Taves and, you know, the obvious with Patrick Kane. Is there is there anything else with this team? Like, should we There's shit no on depth. Seabrook next? Or... I was just going to let that one go, but there is no depth here. Everybody has to play to their contract value. They've got no wiggle room. And if you get there and do the whole shit on Seabrook thing, then well, he's got to play up to being the highest paid defenseman on the roster, and that's not going to happen. So... And Keith, Keith's not coming off a great year, if I recall. No, we always, him, you know, we've him. said this. We yeah, we've said this with a lot of these teams that are on the back end of winning cups. Some of these years after winning, well, they've won three, right? So it's not like it's been a bad idea. Some of these years on the back end of these long-term contracts are gonna hurt because they've got guys that are aging that they can't get off the books. Or they're going to get them off the books by giving away, you know, highest draft picks or prospects. It's or going to get skin tough. rashes. <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about that one. Um, so yeah, it's tough. Like it's, it's one of those things where you, you sort of look at it and, and it's like, 
there's a skeleton of a of a team here, um, but everybody has to play. Like Debrinkit has to be a second line center and force Anisimov to play third line minutes. You know, know for them to the sniff the playoffs. Oh, he's not. He's a winger. You're right. But you know what I mean? Like Debrinkit yeah, has yep. to be what everyone's hoping he is. I like him. That was a great draft pick. Getting the undersized skilled dude. Um, I actually didn't know a damn thing about him. I knew of Dylan Strom, but when I went to the Pittsburgh Analytics Conference back in, shit, I don't know, 2014, 2015. It was McDavid's last year in Erie, so on the way back to Rochester, I didn't stay in Pittsburgh. Um, When was it? I think my wife was pregnant at the time, maybe. I can't remember. I had to get home for whatever reason, and I ended up stopping to in Erie to watch the the Otters. McDavid had four points by the end of the second, but but the this little fucking bowling ball that was pretty skilled was on the right wing, and I was thinking like this fucking guy's not bad. All the the other two get a lot of credit, but this guy's creating space for the other two. Like he's not just riding the coattails. Like he's doing his thing, and he was he was underaged at that time. I think he played two more OHL years. Oh, okay. And but he's um, only he's only twenty now, so he probably. I like right. him. It, it just goes to show the stupidity of passing on players like that for size. Honestly, he's he's had more of an impact than Dylan Strom has in the NHL. It's it's funny, you know, because I, I ask you this probably two or three times a year. If you have if you have two players of equal skill, you'll always say take the guy who's larger. But I have a feeling that some people are some scouts are going. Well, this guy's skill isn't quite as good as this other guy, but he's four inches taller, and that's why they're taking the larger guy instead of this more highly skilled smaller guy. Yeah. So that's one bright spot. I'm trying to find some others here. Uh, be, I I do have to be honest. I I'm not up to date with their prospects. Maybe they got a sneaky one coming in that's good, but they're in a fucking that's hard what they division. Need. Yeah. But something you had said at the very beginning. Corey Crawford, that's that is make or break. That is like an NFL team losing their quarterback and just being like, ah, shit, year's over. Glad we prepared. Because yeah. Corey Crawford's an no, excellent goaltender. He is. He is. And, and, I mean, I don't trust their backup. I mean, they've got $9 million nah, in net. He's a Con Smythe winner 12 years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if they split time between the two of them, and it was you know a fifty-thirty split or something like that, Crawford could win, you know, thirty of those those games and and really push him thirty to thirty-five of those fifty, and could really push him through. He's that good. Just could stay healthy, and they're struggling to get him on the ice, so. You know, you hope he does, and and he'd be he'd be all of their cup players would be the reason they make the playoffs, and I just don't know if they can all go bang for an entire year. 
So they will not make the playoffs as both of our predictions. Oh, yeah, I called her Dilly. You, you, you <laughs> certainly did. And I'm going to just have to agree with you on that. And I will also root for it. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yes, Although, I shit, <laughs> I don't want to go through the Blackhawks and not talk about my guy. Oh, Kunitz. Yeah, I love Chris. He's, he's, yeah, so do I. He's had a wonderful career doing the things that I think drive success as a complimentary player. And I don't think anybody reasonably would ever think he was more than a, a great complimentary player. So I hope he has a good year. And he's on a one-year yeah, contract. So I hope he gets traded to somebody who is going to make the playoffs. You'd have to get a second round for him or something like that. It'd be worth the trade. Nah, you won't get that high, but you'll get something. I don't know. Unless he's going to score 30. Shit, if he's on Taves' line, maybe 60's not out of the question. All right, let's move on to the avalanche <laughs> before this gets brutal. Okay. <laughs> so this is the team that's going to get the first overall pick in the draft. Oh, man, they're in a make great the, spot. They're still going to make the playoffs, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Got to tell you. Avs have turned it around. It it seems like Joe's got some good help. I will put it to you this way. I reckon it wasn't last year, but the year before, I was saying this franchise is in the situation that Ottawa is currently in, thereabouts, and they've done a very good job of turning it around. You're exactly right. Well, there's two hirings I can think of. Uh, Eric Parnas. Helps. Yeah. Uh, extremely bright individual who uh, I've, I've played hockey with twice at the RIT uh, conference. Oh, stop name dropping. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, don't tell me about Hart. Dawson Spriggings has, uh, was hired not only for the Avalanche, but um, I guess there's a conglomerate that kind of runs most of the Denver teams. So he's doing analytical work for all of them. That's my understanding, but his focus is obviously hockey. And I do think that, you know, they've they've done well lately. This, this was a franchise that, you know, I had no problem shitting on a few years ago, and they deserved every bit of it. In this, fact, it's really... it's. It's interesting. This isn't a make or break year for them, but they have a lot of younger guys who are like RFAs after this year that they still don't really know what they've got. Does that make sense? Yeah, there are. Oh, well, Rantanen's excellent. They'll have to oh, pay yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. The other ones, yeah, you're right. Well, Z- yeah, Zadorov, eh, he won't cost about. He 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 hasn't put up enough offense to justify one of those non-bridge RFA deals. And you know what? Like you said, it doesn't have to be their year because Nate McKinnon has a terrible agent. Uh, yeah. Like Sorry, even man. before last year, like 
I've always been enamored with his style of play and his skill set. So last year was kind of like a really enjoyable year for me to watch him play. Especially like when you saw him play with Team North America, you were like, "Oh, this is what it could look like." Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he was able to actually do it with the Avalanche. 6.3 million for another one, two, five years. Yeah, too many years. Brilliant for the Avs. Fucking agent. Jeez. MVP runner-up, wonderful season. He's going to have to do that again, but I, I, I'm I, not betting against it, put it that way. No, I'm, I'm not either. And their, their back end isn't, is, you know, particularly in a division like this when you've got Nashville and, and um, Winnipeg in there. Their back end is, is not terrible. It's, it's not uh, earth-shattering either. Um, no, but but I think I do want to point out a few things about this back end. Tyson Berry, Eric Johnson on the right side in the top two pairings is not high end, but it's certainly functional. Probably above oh, average it, compared to other. Yeah, right I was going to say fun, functional to me says average, whereas what's a better word for above average in that, in that, in that parlance? Because I, I think on the right-hand side, they're covered. And like you see with, with some Stanley Cup teams, all you've got to do is have two defensemen you can put out there for 30 minutes a night each, splitting the pairings up. And you can, you can make a back six good enough that the rest of the team can do the work. Yeah. And not to... Uh underscore Ian Cole, who, you know, a little bit much, 4.25 mil, but they're not really in cap trouble. They have 12 million in cap space. And yes, and Varlamov coming off the books next year at six, about six mil. Um, and they have his replacement that they think they want to have as his replacement at, at 3.3. So they're pretty good there. Yeah, Grubauer was a good trade. They, they got rid of Orpik right away too, so... Orpec's only going to cost them 2.5 this year, which is a non-issue, and 1.5 next year, which should be a non-issue for them. Um, yeah. Zadarov and Cole is the it, like that's weaker than the right side, I would say. It, it is, um, and like you said, it just comes down to how they want to deploy everyone. You know, so it'll it'll be interesting to see. You know, whether Gerard steps up and, and becomes the sort of defenseman that they're hoping he'll be. Um, and it might shuffle some of the, the lines. Around. They've only got two right-handed defensemen on the roster anyway, so somebody may end up playing on their offside. Right. And not only that, Sam Gerard did a, did a great job in the fugitive of tracking down Harrison Ford, so... He, Should we move on to he, Dallas no, if that's it? <laughs> I mean, he can track people down, so that is a great asset for defensive players, I think. And has the wherewithal to not, like, you know, take a penalty or shoot them, but defuse the situation appropriately. Is that, Sunday evening is that your time, isn't it? Yeah, the Bills won today. I didn't even watch much of it. Maybe you should continue to do that. They beat the... They fucking destroyed the Vikings, which is 
I think football outsiders call it the biggest upset since they started. And, Jesus. you know, former guest on the Hockey Hurts podcast, Matthew Collar, covers the Vikings now. And the Bills made the playoffs after he left Western New York. And they crushed the Vikings, and I'm beginning to think Matthew's at fault for all of this. Absolutely. <laughs> we both shit on Josh Allen, and he had a great game today. So, that's <laughs> so you're the cause. You know what? It's going to be one of those things where I've said a lot of negative things about Josh Allen, but if he's good, I'm going to be very happy. Yeah, it's it's those situations where you go, I can't lose here. If he's shit, he's shit, and I look like a genius. If he's shit, he's good, I win anyway because he's good for my team. I can live with that because, like, Data didn't back anything of that up. Like, Yeah, no, 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 I can't. And I, I'm not a football analytics. Uh, I, I mean, I follow a little bit, but I'm not, like, hockey into it. That my Bills fandom is more fandom than um, my Penguins stuff. So, which is which is more frustrating, just being a fan of a team and, and seeing things go wrong, or being a, a a big fan of a team who follows numbers and you can see that a team is going in the wrong direction. Which is more frustrating? I think when I'm like, if there ever was a point where. Like, I don't cover the Penguins, or, like, I'm not writing hockey anymore. I'm just... Uh, the, the Penguins will always hold a spot for me, obviously. Like, that... I mean, growing up, they were my shit. <laughs> well, yeah. But but doing this in adulthood, like, I think I, I, I'm i going to root for players more than teams. Um, Post-Crosby Malkin. It just so happens my favorite team has, like, my two favorite players. And, yes, that is dripping in bias. But they've been the two <laughs> best centers for, like, forever. Yeah, there is going to be a little bit of uh, torch passing in the next couple of years, I'm sure. But I won't be rooting for the Oilers. I'll be rooting for McDavid to fuck the Oilers over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit the same, actually. I'm not a fan of the franchise. I do feel sorry for um, McDavid and Dreisaitl, but, you know. I think Colorado can do the playoffs again. They're they're, they're scraping much like uh, that Florida-Buffalo thing that we talked about last week. Yeah, it's it's an interesting division, this, because you've got two teams that are by far and away the best. Awesome. Yeah, right, so... They could get themselves so far ahead that third place is up for grabs for, well, the rest of the division, really. And depending on how each of the teams in this division play against themselves and the the other division in the Western Conference, it could be like they all legitimately could make the playoffs. And I know I just said Chicago doesn't have a hope, but that would be how you would do it is that everybody kind of beats each other and nobody can kind of pull ahead. Mm-hmm. So, let's move on to a team that I think uh, kind of personifies that, Dallas. Yeah. Um, glad that they re-signed Tyler Sagan, but I'm really interested to see how Nutrishkin does. Yeah, it's nice to have him back, back right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sagan, again, is one of those... Damned if you do, damned if you don't, so just do it. 
But he's only 26 as well. Like, I know his contract doesn't start until he's probably 27, but you just you have to. You're exactly right. You, just, you have to do it. This team is ridiculously poor without him. He's great. He's absolutely been great for Dallas. Um, one of the... You know, Taylor Hall just won an MVP, obviously. But there was a legitimate, you know, discussion about Hall versus Sagan in that draft. And I think either team, I, you know, I don't want to quite call them interchangeable because Hall has been unreal. But Sagan being a center, I also think, you know, gives him a little boost. Yeah. You couldn't really go wrong with either pick. It just depends on how you handle both assets. And the two teams that drafted them fucked them both over. Believe it or not, Spezza's in the last year of his deal at 7.5 mil. That was the, When that was signed, it was like, are they going to get through it? But I don't think they've been in trouble because of that Spezza contract. No, it'll be interesting to see whether we get a rejuvenated Spezza because he's not being coached by... They just didn't get along, him and Hitchcock. So, are we going to get, you know, a Jason Spencer that's on the last year of a deal that's looking to go for one more, you know, decent-sized contract? Or is he just going to play it out? I hope we get option A, because I quite like it when Spencer's on. He's good fun to watch. He's older. He was one of the last guys to use a, a wooden stick, so he's old. <laughs> I respected him for that, by the way. At college, you know, back in 03-04, and we weren't, quite, we weren't a great program. We were sponsored by Franklin, for crying out loud. Um, water. Anyways. Yeah, Franklin Water. No, Franklin, like the street hockey bullshit. Yeah, I know, I know. Fedorov, I think, was actually with Franklin for a bit, so it wasn't like they were, like, totally decrepit. Anyways, you could get one... Maybe two Easton synergies the entire year. So this was like the beginning of the One Piece. Yeah. Or you could use unlimited... Because um, I had aluminum shafts that I... The Bauer ALC 3700 was my shit. And I would just get the wood lindros blade replacements or i would just get a lindros full wooden stick and what i would do is i would play play the games on we would play friday saturday night i would play the games with the fresh wooden stick i would practice with that stick all week and then i would get a new one for the games the next weekend while all these other guys were going through their one pieces and then fucked. <laughs> but, you know, it speaks to what a great program that was at that you could run out of. <coughs> Anywho. I don't even... <laughs> I think I started that. Spezza. Spezza. Yeah. There it is. Still use the P88, except unfortunately, it's Patrick Kane's name now. <laughs> so what I do is I I uh, 
we spray painted our fence black a little while ago so i spray paint his name out on the black blade can't you just type over it yeah rather just eliminate it with paint <laughs> p88 is the best um, curve just out of curiosity does this team make the playoffs Oh, I don't know. I gotta talk to their equipment trainer about the P eighty eight. No, um, yeah, they're it. It's a great division past the the elite two. They certainly could. Klingberg's great, but that defense is. Mark Mathot's a year older. Hoskinen's gonna be what saves that defense. You think? Yeah. He, he, so it has to be. Kid. It has to be because that's why they don't have Carlson. Yeah. They they are so sure that he is... It's going to be like him and Klingberg. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's going to be either their, their top pairing or they're going to siphon them off to be, you know, first line, second line, and blend everything in around those two, I reckon. that's That's where it is because he he's um, got to be one of the guys and uh radic foxa is gonna have to be one of those guys that you know like they say blake cuomo I, yeah i don't have much more to add on that. <laughs> it's evgeny malkin walking through like... that door <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I get there and I hear that name and I go, oh, he's all right at Pittsburgh. And then I go, oh, that's right. He played with Malkin. Malkin and, and he fucking... hasn't quite had that luxury. Yeah. Ben Bishop's good if he's healthy. Contract's well, terrible, but he's think... good. But having Hugh Doman there in the, as a backup, I think, is a great idea. I mean, if they if they give them a, a you know, three and two split over five games, Bishop theoretically shouldn't break down and they should get through the year. So, you know, Hudobin's proven that he can be a quality backup and just play him a couple extra games so Bishop doesn't fall apart. Hudobin had a bad year in Boston that one year, though, right? Yeah, one year. But his sample size over the course of his career has proven that he is an adequate, if not above average, backup to a low-end starter. Yeah, that's fair. I think. Off the top of my head. So Dallas is, you know, I'll, I'll root for that team because I like some of their players. I uh, One guy we haven't mentioned, Radulov, I've always liked. I know, like, he went out late and Barry Trotz got mad at him and yada, yada, yada. Great player. Yeah, came back to the NHL in Montreal like bad out of hell. Had a great year in Dallas. He's a good player. Hansel, if he's healthy, he could be so hot right now. I wanted to say that, you (laughs) smartass. I'm glad that Zoolander references translate better than Equinoxes. (laughs) (laughs) That makes... That makes the heart warm. <laughs> Zoolander translates everywhere. I don't know how it can't. Derelict my balls. 
Uh, Look, at least at least you can at least Regilov can turn left. Um, speaking of which, I just upped my hockey buzz fantasy name. For a leak, my balls is back. Oh really? Yeah. I actually really like. Uh, okay, I'll do a plug here. The hockey buzz fantasy league is fun as shit. It's like DFS, like the daily fantasy shit. It's weekly, so like you're not stuck with players, and you do it based on the cap. Yeah, I, I did it. it. It's I a did good it. system. I did it one year, and I got all the way through to the final of whatever the league thing I was in, and I forgot to adjust my team in the last week, and I lost. <laughs> and this was like six or seven years ago when I had time to do it. He's right. It is really good fun. If you want to do something that's nice, I ended up with a hockey buzz hat or something for for getting that far. So it it is. It's good. For, it's simple. I think that's the thing that makes it great is that you just reset your team and, and every week. And, it's, it's, and, it's and quite frankly, format. I like the points-based fantasy rather than the head-to-head. Or, I'm sorry, head-to-head is what you're doing in that. Um, raw stats, like who has more goals, you, you like earn a category or a point. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas the hockey buzz... You get a certain amount of points per what you do. It's more. It's more like fantasy football. So see, I've there's, never fantasy there's football my up. So well, yeah. you're missing out. No, oh, no thanks. Well, I'm. I got the red zone chance. Oh, don't hand it off. God damn it. See, there you go. <laughs> I got my quarterback, Russell Wilson. We're in a two quarterback league, and he just handed off inside the ten. I don't want to see that shit. You throw that motherfucker in. This is why people get so angry at football. I get it now. I kind of get it now. No, I <laughs> I don't. I'm not sending my players death threats or anything. No, but I can get it now. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I think football is overrated, like the actual sport. Not 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 the athletes. Like Like, they're great. Uh, Christ, they ran it in. Fuck you. Anyways, um, but but the gambling of fantasy football makes it an event, uh, like a once a week event. Even though I, I know they have Monday and Thursday games, but like that Sunday, it's fun to follow. Yeah, like there's like it's what eighty percent of the games or eighty five percent of the games are all played on the one day, right? Yeah, it's an event. It's like a Premier League. Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, our league, our leagues over here used to just be played on the Saturday, and that was it. And then it, the the sport became national, and now we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday football, and it does really kind of spread it all out. And that whole what's going on on this day thing has gone, and sports gambling over here has gone nuts. Like, everybody's got a freaking gambling app, and you can have micro bets on shit that I... You go, really, you can bet on that? And you just... I just... I don't get it. But that whole do-it-all-on-the-one-day kind of thing is missing in football now, I think. And it is something that is is quite handy to have for that whole one-day thing. I just ne- find next it funny year, my fantasy on. league is going to have a side bet 
I think. This is me and the commissioner who went out last night. The rest rest of the eight people in our league don't know this yet. <laughs> but we're going to have a side bet, like $50 per team. Well, I shouldn't throw figures out there, but whatever. 50 imaginal imaginary bucks. <laughs> Not real money, of course. Um, 50 demerits. And it's going to be like a survival league where whoever is the lowest point person in the league that week, they're out. And whoever is at the top at the end gets that money. Aside, Jeez, that's tough. Yeah, but that's side action compared to the side action. You're starting to sound like you're in the back alleys of uh, Vegas. Yeah, or or our previous sponsor. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right, look, if we keep doing like this, I'm not going to get to work. So we got to be careful. Yeah, I was just looking at the time. All right, Minnesota, Bruce Boudreaux. If Zach Parise doesn't break a hip, that's good. It, it is. Um, but is that enough to make them make the playoffs? Well, he's a, he's still good. Granlin's good. Koivu needs to still hold on. I like Bruce. But he's yeah. got a lot of things that could go wrong. Parise he... not living up to his shit. Um, Eric Stahl dropping any bit, which is unfair because he had an amazing year. But that's the reality that that's where they're at. Like that's, that's the point. (laughs) Average team that I think can make the playoffs. Um, I, I do think having Boudreaux there is he probably won't get the credit that he deserves for this team because it's pretty blah. This is the thing. Because the team is so sort of blah, if Dubnik turns into Edmonton Dubnik, they're screwed. But if Dubnik becomes a Dubnik that earned himself the $4.3 million contract, they'll probably make the playoffs because, like we said, there's only two standouts and then theoretically there's two other spots to, to take in the playoffs. So... It's certainly possible, but there's got to be a lot of things that go right for. You should get four point three million as a base minimum to play for Edmonton as a goalie. <laughs> Do you know That's what just I mean? My like, opinion. They're, they're, <laughs> this, <laughs> I kind of want to see Edmonton fail again. That's so bad. Yeah, I want. I I, I want it to be a dumpster fire, to where Connor McDavid throwing middle fingers up at people. <laughs> That's a big dumpster fire for a good Canadian boy to be doing that. You're I know. I want the Canadian boy to break. But then I want him to win Stanley Cups and get what he wants. Yeah. So he's gonna, he's probably going to have to do it elsewhere, but who knows? Man, I don't want to shortchange teams on this preview because I was talking about stick curves and gambling. But I don't know what else to talk about with Minnesota. I've already got rid of their tab. I'm mentally moving on to Nashville. They're, they're, you're right. They're, they're such an average team. They're, there's nothing... Their best players are players that are either really old um, 
or have are coming off injuries and really old. So they have to f- fight injury curves and aging curves just to get them to that point where you go, okay, none of those players have gone backwards, and they have to rely on guys like Coyle and Niederreier to improve where they probably didn't get to last year. What's the likelihood of that happening? That's the challenge. Um, can I go backwards? Where are you going? Darren, D underscore nasty O2. Is it me or is Dallas not as good at forward as everyone thinks? Oh, did we miss a question? Yeah, I missed, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Do, do people think that they're great? I don't want oh, to I disrespect think, the think... question. I only got two. No, I think the... Um... Who's I suppose he's saying he thinks people are overrating yes, Dallas's yes. forward group. It depends on facts on Spezza. If, yeah. if, if, if oh, those guys me, are good, then they're good. But I think Nachushkin as well. Like Just being able to lob him back in will push some players down the lineup into roles that probably suit their skill sets a little better or the role that they, they're going to get from the coach. So... Um, I, I think they can be very explosive offensively, particularly if Heiskanen moves the puck like he's supposed to be able to. Um, this is going to sound really harsh, but J.D. Ben does need to pull his finger out of his ass and actually produce points, like actually score points, not just be your prototypical Canadian bang and crash and be big and strong and all that kind of stuff. He actually has to put I mean, numbers he, on the board. He, he does have an Art Ross, so it's he's capable. But that's, but that's, that's my point. But that, he's paid but like an Art Ross like winner. That. And that's the thing. Like There comes a point where players have to produce to their cap hit, and he has to. Like He just has to. And if he doesn't, that's like everyone else could play really well, but him not producing to his cap, it could be a problem. All right. There's that. Didn't want to skip it. Felt rude. Good good call. Um, anywho, Nashville. And I know people are going to kind of want us to speak a lot about them, but they're great. They are great. Yeah. But we do have a question. And I'm going to get it out of the way now. Smart man. Oh, shit. I like more I football things than I thought. Can't find it. Yeah. Um, fuck. Oh, here we go. Jordan Faulkner. At Jordan16Faulkner. After the Carlson trade, which blue line is better, Nashville or San Jose? Great question, I think. Yeah, I was trying to come up with an instant reaction answer, but I had to think, and I still haven't come up with one. Yeah, I think they're. I think you're splitting hairs. I think. Well, if we're talking next season, you you gotta split hairs. I think. I think it's almost a push. I know that's not exactly like. <laughs> what you wanted out of that but Vlasic's still going to be quite, good next year 
Burns is still going to be great next year. Carlson is awesome. He's going to be next year. You know? Dan Havus is the only defenseman that matters in Nashville that's 30 or over 30. And like, he's and he was still are. good. Like, yeah. fine, fine. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's It could be a push or a wash, but if those two teams play in the Stanley Cup, uh, in the Western Conference final... I you know what I'm 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 giving Nashville the edge because it's more spread out. So if somebody goes down, they can overcome it. Yeah, my argument was literally going to be whichever unit of those two teams is healthier, I would suggest would be the better unit at the time and probably win. So that's how close the units San Jose are. has. You are... Um, well, you know, Carlson's the best of any of them. Yep. Burns is a push with Subban, right? Like, well, I think Subban's a little better in his back end. Ah, but yeah, I don't know. I, that's a push. Was, to and me. That's, yeah, well, see, that this is where this question is so good. <laughs> yeah, but Carlson's the best. Subban and Burns are a push. But I do think Yossi Ekholm Ellis destroys the rest. Yeah, and I suppose you, you get there and go, that's a top four unit that is just wow. Right? I, I mean, mean Hanhoos is on their third pairing, and he'd probably be second pairing, fourth option, second pairing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on a lot of rosters. So it, it is very, very deep. I'm Good going question. Nashville, but I love both. And I love Carlson escaping Ottawa. And I love <laughs> Carlson saying, you know what? I don't think we're going to sign right now. <laughs> Eric, no, do what Tavares your option, So, Yeah, absolutely. To move this podcast along for you, we think Nashville kicks fucking ass. Yes, but I also think that Yuri Saros will be the starter in the playoffs. But I also think Austin Watson's a piece of shit. Oh, uh, yeah. You're right, he is. Yeah, Big so, one. So fuck you, dude. So we'll move on from that 27-game suspension. <laughs> right? But I'll yeah. say this. They they gave him a suspension that was notable. So Yeah, I... <laughs> Do you know what the negative is? Is the type of game that he plays, him missing a quarter of the year might be a blessing in fucking disguise. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But we love Nashville. We think they could win the cup. I, I Well, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, I think they could win the cup. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, they got sort of robbed last year. And if year, they don't win so... the cup... They'll be singing the blues. Yeah. Segways. Alright. Does this does this 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 year's St. Louis Blues ride on the fact that Jake Allen is a nutcase and you just don't know what you're gonna get? Okay, that's a great spot to start. The St. Louis Blues are fucking everything up by sticking with this guy. He's twenty eight. He is what he is. 
It's like Penguins fans expecting Fleury to be something he's not. No, I think it's worse. Like Jesus. Fleury, Fleury has shown that he can be great. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and, got, and in Vegas, just this last year. But going with Jake Allen again, like, like, what are we doing here? What? Why? Why? Why are we doing this? Well, the, the the thing with the thing with when Pittsburgh doubled down on Fleury a couple of years after he totally imploded, he had a no movement clause, right? So they couldn't just ship him wherever they wanted. Allen doesn't have that, so they don't have that built-in "oh, holy crap, we're stuck with him" thing. Yeah, but the other option is Josh Allen or Josh Allen, Chad Johnson. Yeah, whatever. Bills, Bills, baby. Josh Allen's going to the <laughs> Hall of Fame, by the way. <laughs> They actually have been using Josh Allen's sweat in, to cure Jim Kelly's cancer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are we going to go that far, are we? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Go Bills. <laughs> this is the last How does the that... podcast recover from such a terrible fucking moment? I... I, I don't know. I'm running out of time and you're talking about healing cancer with somebody's body sweat. Yeah, but Josh Allen's body sweat after <laughs> Bills smoked the Vikings. <laughs> Anywho, St. Louis, like, the O'Reilly trade is great for them. They get guys off Absolutely. the cap they didn't want. They didn't trade a top prospect. Awesome trade for them. I think Buffalo can do okay on it, but St. Louis is in a really a no lose. No, and excuse me, you know they bought in, um, bought in Perron. Yeah, Bozak. yeah, I that like. Sounds David it sounds Perron. weird saying Bozak's not playing in Toronto as well. Um, Great, this the, team yeah, looks good. I, yeah, I just playoff I just team over trust. Chicago, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, but I still don't trust the the back end, and uh, it, it, it will come down to health. I don't know. It will... No, 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 I meant I meant the goaltending as opposed to the defense. Sorry, um, but you know they do need everybody to stay healthy. As do the other thirty teams. For the most yeah, part. I suppose I should stop saying that because that's a very good point. No, but Jake Allen sucks, and they need to not do that nonsense anymore. And I no idea what their pipeline's like, whether they've got somebody that they're sort of holding the fort for to come through, but, you know, they've committed 4.3 to him until 2021, and that's their man. Like, they've decided that that's where they want to go. All right, so I'm putting St. Louis in the playoffs. So that means there's only one sort of free spot floating around for anybody else to sort of nab. I'm putting Colorado there. Or no. So you've already called it. You've li- Well. No, that's stupid. Do I want to shit on Minnesota? 
Winnipeg this and Nashville are going. But I think St. Louis is the best bet of the other ones. On a glance. So then you're ruffling then you're raffling everybody else on the floor. I'm raffling Ed or um not Edmonton. Um Minnesota and Colorado. Yeah, that yeah, thank you. Um I think that's the battle. Like St. Louis last year traded Stasny and kind of gave up a little bit. But at the same time, like I didn't think that was a bad move. It was the right choice. I, I think they made the right choice. Getting Bozak for, and we're only talking 2018-19 right now. Yeah. That's great for them. Like, their center yeah. depth is so much better. You know? Yeah. They it's lose Stasny, which isn't, which isn't great because Stasny's good. But they got O'Reilly and Bozak. And that's pretty good. And they got forwards like uh, Ivan Barbashev, who need to step up as prospects. And Robbie oh, Fabry, who just needs to stay healthy. Yeah. But they do have Oscar Sundquist, and man... That could be a game changer. No, it couldn't. Sorry. I was going to say, this seemed like there was a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah, sorry. Is Winnipeg it? Is that what we got? This had better be the last one, otherwise we're not going to get through it. We've talked so much about Winnipeg. We love Winnipeg. You know what? I like the hockey team. I don't know if I would pay to fly to visit, but... That's not a dig at them either. That's just a dig at airline prices. <laughs> if they if they don't win I wouldn't it go this there. if they don't win it this year, like they're gonna have to pay Patrick Lowe ten plus, right? From this point forward. Yeah, yeah. Things start fair. to get things start to get tough in regards to having depth players around what is a fantastic top end range of but Tyler Myers goes away at five and a half. And if they can get rid of Kulikov at four point three. Suppose the flexibility comes back, doesn't it? Do you reckon they're gonna be able to keep Truber after this year or he's gonna that sucks. RFA's ass out of there. He just doesn't seem to want to be there. No. That said plays well whilst he's on the ice, but doesn't look like he wants to be there. No, he's a great player, and I don't think he's not trying as hard because he doesn't want to be there, but everything about everything <laughs> speaks to him not wanting to be there. So Yeah. So, this, you know, there's there's two, two legitimate Stanley Cup contenders in this division that one of them will be knocked out before you get to the conference finals, which just seems a little silly. Yeah, well, that that's what it is. I think the sillier part is when you actually win that second round thing and lose to Vegas. Yeah, that's that's that, on them. That, that's the problem. <laughs> that's on them. That's not on the league. So, yeah, I know we didn't talk much about Nashville and Winnipeg, but 
I don't know what else to say other than they're great. And it's it, for them, it's a matter of getting through for both teams, getting through the season healthy, getting to the playoffs with their roster feeling 90% healthy. It, it's just that's the reality. It's like anybody that's it's like Tampa or Boston or Toronto and you know, San Jose, Anaheim, no, Pittsburgh, LA, no. Oh, we haven't got to the Metro yet, but yes, and Washington as well. Those teams, Columbus, those teams, they want to get to the playoffs healthy. So, you know, you don't push to try and get 110 points in the league anymore, I don't think. I think you just try to make sure that you get there with about 98, 99 points and that everybody going in is going, yeah, I feel pretty good. I think it would be crazy to put the foot to the metal and burn it out. All right. Go to work. I will. Another Thank you for one letting in the me. Books. Hey, let's see if we can get four in a row. Hey, bang, bang, four bang, in bang. A row. Thank you for listening, everybody. You know where to find us. Oh, um, I know we'll it's an equinox. I can hear these shitty geese going south over my home. I'm gonna have to get to work and check this out now. You know that, right? Here, there has to be a standard for the equinox, to, regardless of hemisphere. Oh, it could just be something I'm just uh, oblivious to. We're going to get an answer by next podcast. Hopefully. All right, got to get going. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Nope. I'm going to talk to Neil no? deGrasse Tyson. And we're going to figure oh, this out. later. I literally have to go. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>